Welcome back to They Talk Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Elle Stanger. This is the sex work and trauma healing episode. Our guest, Gigi Sauvage. Our guest is on OnlyFans. She's a writer. She's worked as a legal courtesan. And we're going to actually learn. I'm sure there's so much more about you. You have an erotic oracle card deck. Yes. <laughs> the sexiest deck alive. Thank you so much, Elle. It's great to be here. Yeah. So we found each other on Instagram, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I heard I uh, discovered your show through your boy slut episode with Zachary Zane and fell in love <laughs> with your your style. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, good. Okay, good. I'm glad. We like to keep it conversational here, but also kind of, you know, get a little deeper. I like to push on our edges, but not break them. Mm. Hmm. Yum. <laughs> So you write erotica. You write for Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I write for Cosmopolitan, Boy Slut, the online zine, um, but also by Zachary Zane, and um, a little bit for Cosmo UK, which is technically a separate entity. And then uh, freelance myself. I have some erotic plays coming out. So like one act plays that are all fiction, but most of the other erotica I write is nonfiction. Ooh. Yeah. I haven't seen a play in a while. I would love to see a good play. Okay. Right? Okay. I wrote them to be um, audio dramas. So first I'm putting them out for you to listen to the play. But the idea is maybe one day theaters would put them up. I don't know. They're pretty Ooh. raunch. <laughs> How many... Oh, good. How many... You and Zachary have that in common. I think raunch yes. came up immediately. Yeah. Yes. The, the enthusiastic consensual raunch. Uh, how many characters like maximum in each play? Like Great two, question. I uh, I think the, the biggest one is a gangbang and has like six, but four of them are, uh, it actually has seven. Four of them are like, you know, smaller characters. Um, and it's a story of a, a woman. They're all based on me, either my true life or my fantasy of what I hope Ooh, would happen. Fun. You um, get to try to figure out what's what. Yes. Yes. And so for this, this one with the most characters is a very consensual, very safe gangbang of this young artist girl who has a husband and a boyfriend. And the husband and boyfriend work together to find the best participants to fuck her. Ooh, teamwork. <laughs> and they're all STI tested and they all have vasectomies so she can like live oh. her dream of of <laughs> that's multiple cream pies. <laughs> that's like nailing it right there for so many people have that have vaginas, I think, that are Ooh. in oh. yeah, our orientations leanings where it's like, I'm so down to clown, but like the logistics of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes exactly oh so, yeah and also like ugh, I've done birth control in the past hormonal birth control and I just can't anymore yeah for my body yeah personally yeah no I didn't it didn't do well with mine either um yeah options uh so many things are a trade-off sometimes so what I think we kind of already answered this a little bit what is your brainstorming process for writing erotic you said some things are drawn on true events or some things are fantasies that you would like yeah yeah so I I've always said life is the best writer mm. and I never try to compete with her I'm like she <sighs> is hilarious she's witty she will throw in the twists like I think over the past uh I guess since 2019 uh when I when I had experienced a sexual assault completely unrelated to sex work um mm. it was a real like wake-up call in the healing process with that to where I started observing life it kind of like k 
kicked me out of my body, but in partially a good way for a time, Mm. because I was able to like see my life from a bird's eye view and start to see how well the story was being written for me. Like it's poetic, you know, even the trauma. Do you feel like things slowed down in that time for you? Oh yeah. And then it rolled right into COVID. So Mm. I was about six months into healing from my trauma when the pandemic broke out. Oh, wow. And um, I, so I was actually already living super pandemic style. I was like isolating, just doing therapy, just staying home, learning how to like be a human again. I felt like an infant. So yeah, very slow, um, really limiting contact with people and stimuli and and gaining all this clarity, which is where... I mean, I just feel like I was born after my trauma. I'm sure other survivors mm. have come to the same feeling because it was it, it causes such a reset and a reinvention to emerge from that pain. Um, and like in my case, I completely renamed myself to Gigi Sauvage. Mm. I had a whole different first, middle, and last name before. Really? Wow. Yeah. And then um, – it was in that time of healing that I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to let a sexual assault take away my sexuality forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get on OnlyFans like I always had wished to do before, but was too scared. And then in OnlyFans, I was this persona, the good ass goddess. <laughs> and I would always sign off, sexo, sexo, GG. <laughs> <laughs> I see OnlyFans.com forward slash good ass goddess. You can go there now. That's right. You can come to my temple of worship. Mm -hmm. All mortals welcome. Uh, Any genders, any orientations, super fun in there. Um, (laughs) I believe you. And then that translated into like year, like a while later, um, starting at the brothel and being Gigi in person. And then ever since my first tour in the brothel as Gigi, I I was like, yep, I'm legally changing my name. This is me. Wow. Um, So that was a long way of saying my brainstorming process is to be inspired by observing life as it's unfolding Mm -hmm. and or when I'm writing fiction, kind of delving into my imagination of things I really do want to happen in real life and then writing the fantasy out so that maybe it one day will. (laughs) Mm, I'm so glad that you have been able to be so resourced and supported, it sounds like, to where you could do the hard work to have the awareness for knowing what you were going through. Oh, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging both that it's a privilege to have access to the resources and it's hard work to take people up on the resources. Um, mm. Those are two things I'm really aware of. Like, mm. I I just feel like I was one of the luckiest survivors because my attacker actually got caught. It was a stranger. So super oh, like my goodness. unlikely, yeah, for, for them to get caught, especially because he got away. Um, oh my God. And was like on the loose in Los Angeles for 10 hours before we caught him. Oh my um, God. This is, yeah. you're, this is oh. a very unlike. Dramatic. Yeah. This was a stranger. It was a stranger. It was a rare type of sexual assault because as I'm sure you know, we are usually assaulted by people we already know right. at least somewhat. Um, so very rare in that way and very rare that it was a home invasion. People just usually don't take it to that level. Wow. Um, but I still feel so lucky because like I got into therapy two days after the assault. I had already found an amazing therapist who I'm still with today. Mm. Um, and this was all like, this was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I had people fold around me. There was a GoFundMe to help me move because oh, obviously I couldn't no. stay in the house I was attacked in. No. Um, and good. I even had like the only shit I would say I got was like the roommates of the house were upset at me because they had to move. Oh. When I moved, I was like the leaseholder. So that, that was shitty people. Oh, um, God. And I am fine saying that on air. Yeah. <laughs> I won't name names, but I'm like, that was some shitty people. Yeah. And then um, the landlord himself was shitty, but luckily I have a brother who's a lawyer who stepped in and made sure it was all taken care of. Oh, that's great. Okay. So, so yeah, wow. Super you, privileged. You are a survivor. And it really gives light to like how some people cannot, you know, mentally or like tangibly overcome stuff like this. Just like even oh. the fear of being in the same home, I'm sure doesn't feel good. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. I just, um, you know, I want to see a world where therapy is accessible to everyone. It doesn't matter like <laughs> your mm -hmm. income or anything. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because... If you are able to get access and are willing to do the work, I believe you can overcome anything, mm -hmm. anything that happens in life, especially with EMDR therapy, which is mm. eye movement rapid destabilization or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, they developed it for PTSD, which is what we get from trauma. Mm -hmm. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people yeah. are, are, are learning things and also some people are thinking of their own stuff. This is a very, we try to be very trauma literate here, so... And, yeah. And this is the sex work and trauma healing episode. Yeah. So we're, we're right on. Yeah. Right we're on right schedule. on. Right on. So <laughs> thank you for sharing all of that really heavy stuff. Yeah. So you chose to work in legal sex work after this time. Mm -hmm. Was that in 2021? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It was like just after um, the brothel I work at had reopened from COVID. Okay. So I'm part of like this new wave of post-COVID courtesans mm -hmm. oh. um, because place, places had a lot of turnover with oh. the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of shuffling yeah. around in strip club stuff over here. Are we, mm -hmm. are you able to name the brothel? Are they okay with being shared? So I didn't get permission from them before going on here. So I, I oh, won't wait. just in case, oh. even though this is, I, I only have positive things to say about the place I work. It's kind of more fun for you to find me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a fun, exciting thing to be like, okay, where is there a GG in a brothel? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and use, use the internet. Right. Yeah. Use, you have a link tree. We'll put that in the notes. And then, of course, your website, ggsauvage.com. So what do you think courtesan work has helped you to learn, like either about people or yourself? Because it sounds like there was a lot of learning happening. Oh, my gosh. So much like learning on the job on the fly I feel like I got an MBA by being a <laughs> and instead of going into student debt I changed tax brackets like could wow. not be more happy with the business sense and skills that I've learned there I negotiate everything in my life now like yeah. my telephone bill my internet my uh payroll that I run because I have an LLC um like everything is negotiable and I'm not scared to ask anymore. Mm, good. Uh, something I learned, yeah, right, from another courtesan that I will never forget was she said, a closed mouth never gets fed. Mm, mm -hmm. My friend Stoney said that once in the lap dance room and I was like, oh. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. It's totally a sex worker motto. It's be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and just meaning you have to ask for what you want in this life. So that might be one of the 
biggest besides just like seeing magic in real life like see like going from having these desires and kinks around money and sex work to like fruitioning it in reality to these actual numbers where my bank account is like you know seven times what it used to be like literally mm. um that feels like magic to me so mm. that's just like one of the ways i'm amazed but i've also learned to be even better at reading people and trusting my instincts mm-hmm. because like whether i was right or okay let me say it this way whether I wound up in a situation where I was kicking myself because I didn't listen to my gut or praising myself because I did, either way, it's very clear in a sex work setting, like what my gut was saying, mm-hmm. whether I listened to it or not. So over time, it's helped me get better at listening to it because it's, I think it's a muscle and you you hone it mm-hmm. with experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally can yep, see all of that. How did you develop your beliefs related to sex work and potential healing? How did all of that come together? It sounds like it was a part of your intentional healing after the home invasion attack. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, okay, for me, it's been generational healing. My grandma was a nun, a Catholic nun in Hungary. Mm. So like Eastern Bloc, super ultra conservative religious, forced to be a nun. She could have either gotten married at 16 or be a nun. Um, And then I'm an American whore. (laughs) So the (laughs) the um, in just like, you know, one generation later. So there's some sort of inherent healing going on, I believe, Mm. especially because that my Hungarian grandma died sort of young. I never got to meet her. Um, she tragically fell down a flight of stairs and passed away. So like, there's always been like a connection with her though. I never met her. And I feel like I'm healing those generational lines. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then it all comes back to like religion too, because my parents kept that Catholic uh dedication and mentality and raised raised me in that and it never jived um so with with having my assault in 2019 before my assault i was doing sex work but extremely secret like sugar dating on the most lowest of down low and um like the wake up call of the assault it kicked me into this mindset of like wait 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 who am i living for mm. And when the answer was my parents' and grandparents' religious ideals, I was like, fuck this. Wow. No, because I saw my life end, basically, when I was attacked. Like, I saw it end, and I was like, no, this is it. So to have the chance to live again, like, post-trauma. Damn. It just it just made me like, no, I'm not wasting a single second. Fuck anyone else's shame. I actually am not ashamed. Wow. I actually don't feel Catholic guilt. I'm only holding on to it for my family. And so it was very intentional to be like, no, I'm going to go do sex work to the degree I want, which is like being a full on courtesan in a brothel. If anyone doesn't love it, that's OK. There's the door. Right. Yeah. And you have your one life. Yeah. Yeah. And just trauma just makes you like see that so clearly. I think you kind of can't ignore it. Um, And then 
it turned out to be better than my wildest dreams. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because um, not only was I like getting back into the brothel, but I, I kicked up my OnlyFans to the next level and I um, like revisited sugar dating to a degree I never had before mm. because like mm-hmm. now I'm able to be like out loud about all of this. Mm. Ooh, I asked you earlier if uh, it felt like life slowed down for you after. Um, mm. I have not experienced what you described that you have experienced. Um, but I think when you, I have experienced either seeing someone die that I loved or thinking that I, I was mm. going to in a different way. And I definitely, yeah, that's true. Yeah. When I went back to work and with my relationships and even tending to myself, it was definitely like, definitely more of a care and awareness because it's a reminder like this could stop at any time. (sighs) Yeah. You know it. And also maybe a reminder that anyone else could be going through that and you don't know. Oh yeah. Like, like you, you know how you experienced a loved one dying? Well, maybe you now saw other people as like they could have just had that happen and I don't know Mm -hmm. when someone's driving like crap I try to be less hateful yes yes (laughs) in LA I I have to use that a lot (laughs) Uh, oh my gosh okay so we're gonna take a quick break everybody if you haven't already go to ggsavage.com uh, she has an OnlyFans uh, which we already mentioned forward slash good ass goddess and then on Instagram, where we first connected at Gigi Savage. Are you still wanting to open your relationship? Whether you're feeling ready or still terrified, I've got a tip for you. Best-selling author, New York Times and NPR contributor, friend, and former podcast guest, Dr. Julie Hamilton, is the expert who helps people open their relationships up without burning things down. Dr. Julie's highly coveted program, The Year of Opening, is for people who are ready for more. To join the waitlist and get first dibs on a one-to-one call with Dr. Jolie at no charge, sign up for free now at theyearofopening.com. Welcome back to They Talk Sex Podcast. I'm your host, L Stanger. Find me, lstanger.com. I want to do sugar dating. I'm not good at sugar dating, but our guest sounds like she is. This is the sex work and trauma healing episode. Some of these daddies need trauma healing too. And sometimes we can. Oh, oh you know. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do. We can pr- kind of what provide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm like, you're probably really good at it. Oh. You just haven't tried. Oh, you know, I feel like the problem is, part of the problem is the way I look. I do kind of look, I am told, like, at this point, like, a lesbian DJ. So, <laughs> you know, which isn't usually, like... That's a compliment. I mean, it truly is. I'm so attracted to lesbian DJs. Like, literally, this ugh, this one in New York, I wish I got her number. I ugh. would fuck me. Still regret However, it. Like I would, but I'm yeah. not the client. So, so I might have to soften some of my edges a little bit and that's, you know, I could, I could try. Um, so find me also find me if you can find me on Twitter at L Stanger and Instagram at stripper writer. We like nice comments and DMS there. So we are going to do some listener questions. With our guest 
So Gigi, all right, listener question one, how do you decide what venues to work in? How do you screen places to work for or work in in general? Love this question. So I got super lucky with the brothel I ended up at because I started out with a friend who is kind of savanty and she's really good at reading and researching. So mm. she did all the research by reading books by other sex workers, figuring out what places they were talking about that they had worked in um, by kind of like cross-referencing with podcasts like this one, et cetera. And she figured out basically which brothel seemed the most like friendly for ladies and like convenient location, et cetera. Um, so that one, I got real lucky. But mm, you also asked about screening for places to work in general. And I I guess in case anyone listening is doing sort of independent artistry, like escorting, um, I have picked up some ideas from other ladies who do that, who ask for clientele's um, LinkedIn, also their ID Ooh. and also references. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. They're just real businesswomen about it, you know, get, get the person's first and last name, you know, if they're going to be entering your body, it's not too much to ask to do a thorough screening. Seriously. Yeah. I tell this for yeah. people who buy porn from me, I ask them for a, like after we've communicated an email a couple of times, you know, what are you looking for? What do I have? Um, yeah. I'll ask them, I need a photo of your ID and you can cover all the info, except I need your name and your date of birth so that I know you're 18 and older. Yes. And it's amazing how many people just stop talking to you after that. Cause either, yeah, you know, and it's like, I get it. You don't yep. want me to like come find you, but like, I'm not, I just want to know who's buying videos of me sucking a dick or whatever. So yeah, a hundred percent. I know a friend who does what you do. And then in addition to that, she, once they do make the purchase, she watermarks the video with their first and last name on it. Oh. So if it ever gets leaked, their name <laughs> is, is showing. <laughs> Does she put it in the middle? Because it's, or in like she puts it right okay. in the middle. But like, you know, it's a little the opacity's turned down so the, the person can still watch what they bought. With their name just staring back at They're them. not gonna share it. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind that's really funny. Uh, genius. That's, oh my goodness, that's funny. Uh, okay. So, okay. So those are great tips. Wow. And you said before listening to your intuition. Yes. Yeah. That would totally be my follow-up is like, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of clients to work with and there's, okay, there's not a million brothels. There's maybe like 15 to 20 left post pandemic, mm -hmm. um, like, all in Nevada, oh. but yeah, do your cross-referencing with books, interviews, um, and then the place, the places all have websites themselves. So like get the vibe, mm -hmm. get the vibe of the other ladies on the website. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Great. Great advice. Listener question two. Do you have any advice for sexting as someone who writes erotica? How do you know when something will sound good or bad? <laughs> oh, this question is so cute it's and so I'm cute. really flattered. <laughs> really I, I um, will read it aloud. And if I start laughing, I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good, that's a good double check. Um, I mean, my, my initial response is I don't know if it's good or bad because it's, a, it's, it takes two to tango, you know? So everyone has their different, um, preferences and like, I have had people dirty texting me and I actually enjoy what they're writing 
objectively, but I'm not vibing with them or their look uh, or like some specific. So yeah, I, I want to say like, maybe don't overthink it because the right person sexting opposite you, it's just going to be an easy back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, try. I, I also want to just encourage people to like, try shit out, get a, get a different sexter in every time zone. <laughs> like, so you, you have different people to practice with. Like we have the internet, you can be practicing kind of inconsequentially <laughs> as long as the other person is a willing participant. Like I, yeah. I will sometimes, so I, I use a sexting app. Um, I love my yeah. sexting app. I hope it dings, dings, dings all day long. Um, when I'm, when I'm child free and it's just me around the house, like, yeah horny girls want you to call them now like seriously i love the app oh yeah um and it's do you purposefully not say which one it oh, is? oh it's sex panther yeah no i just that's what i right. thought okay okay i'm i'm getting on there i'm getting on there oh, right now good. okay good <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say yeah. i'd send you my affiliate code but you're already okay oh do oh hell yeah do I don't think I've okay, done that. Okay, so yet. hey, any any uh, broads, they have men, um, cis tr- and trans on yeah. the website. Yeah. So if you're interested, email me, ask me for my affiliate link because if you make $100, then I get $100. Um, where nice. was I going with this? Anyway, so so the point is I text, you know, I sex with so many people around the world and cuz I don't have any time zones blocked out and my stuff is pretty open. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, but what I've noticed is what a lot of people really seem to be comfortable with is all kind of mirror like their style of not like exactly, but if someone's speaking in short phrases, I'm not going to send them long paragraphs. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. Stellar. That's good relationship advice too, just if you're if you're at, like meeting people who you're sexting but want to get serious with, like mm, I don't want to match it and see how that makes you mm-hmm. feel. If it's not enough for you, it's not enough. But like, mm-hmm. I, I do love a good mirroring. Mm-hmm. Go. Cause I, I, I could, you know, I tend to be like an overgiver in my past, mm. um, working on not people pleasing too much. And I think sometimes because I am a writer, I will overgive and I will send back paragraphs of like descriptive right. it's, juice. Right. There's like, I have so much I could give you, but like, sometimes we just got to make them wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly Ooh, okay so this comes to a good spot listener question three what are your personal hard limits and how do you deal when a client proposes something you feel grossed out about how do you make money around other people's preferences oh excellent question I love this um when I get grossed out which has only happened a handful of times I ask myself, why am I grossed out internally? Mm. Just like mental check. Why? Because I had this amazing teacher in college in my women and gender study class that taught us this phrase, um, learn to see the strange as familiar and the familiar as strange. And he taught us about how like every culture has their norms and there's not really like a, a there's not really any validity to the norms. It's just how they became norms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like for me, one thing that grossed me out a little was like a client wanted, it, they were, had a humiliation kink and they wanted me to make them like piss and jizz in a cup and drink it in front of people. And for a second that grossed me out because I was imagining myself drinking it. Mm. But when I took a second to check in, I was like, actually that's really hot because that means I'm so dominant over you that I get to like parade you and do this. Like, hell yeah. So, okay. At at the same time, 
I'll never say never. I may be extremely grossed out in the future when someone brings some super creative thing to me, but I hope mm. that I could not judge them. And as long as everything feels safe, I, I could explore it with mm-hmm. them. Um, so yeah. And then, and, and then they asked about um, how do I make money around other people's preferences? Well, luckily for me, every client I ever seen or ever will see is stepping into my fantasy because my, I have a money kink. My ultimate fantasy is mm you're giving me money, power, and luxury for the privilege of sexual energy exchange. So like, even if we're playing into your kink of say, like, you know, you wanted two girls or something, or you wanted me to strip for you before we get to sex. Um, Okay. All of those are things I like anyways, but I'm trying to think of an example. But, But even if it was, you know, not my preferred dirty talk or something, we're still living my kink, which is that they're paying me for this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Like I have fun. I don't come every booking. Like I don't orgasm. And I, personally, I don't fake it because I just, I promise my clientele like authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have fun mm-hmm. every booking. Great. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. I relate to a lot of that. Let's see. Uh, listener question four. Can you offer some examples of ways that you take care of yourself while still being publicly facing on the internet? Mm, Yeah, Elle, I know you are a fellow (laughs) delete-e. We've both been deleted. We've both been shadow banned. We've both had to start over. Um, That's one of the harder things. But, But honestly, my answer is like I stay out of it. I don't really look at comments on like the videos that are bigger and and reach wide audiences. I don't really look at comments. Um, I I get my applause from the people who are already in my circle, like my close people, meaning, okay, you know, we all put stuff out there because we want to be validated. Like we want someone to see our art that we share. It's You don't want to mm-hmm. just, you know, show your... Yeah, I'm not talking to myself Ex- in a room. Exactly, I, exactly. I do that on my own time anyway. <laughs> but for this... <laughs> you want the applause, like in air quotes, of the validation of like, you know, my art was received and it was enjoyed. Okay. I learned just as I'm sure you have, like, unfortunately it just is what it is and there's going to be negative shit on there. So I kind of just stay out of it. I post and ghost a lot. So Mm. I, and then, yeah, Mm. like I said, I take my applause from my close friends who write back to my posts, um, Mm -hmm. within my DMS Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, oh, I block the shit out of people. I am so (laughs) quick to block you. Like literally, I think this goes back to the trauma healing as well. There's no time to waste. There is no time to, I even think about it before I go to bed some nights, I'm like, I could die tomorrow. Like I just seriously kept that mentality mm-hmm. after having such a peak trauma that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would waste no time. I will block you so fast if there's any amount of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that goes for private clients. That goes for like online people, uh, cell phone numbers across the board. Wow. Amazing. So inspirational. Good reminders. Seriously. Yeah. I get really bummed out sometimes on how people are just like what seems to be needlessly mean. And then I'm like, well, maybe this is stuff that like they're insecure about themselves. So. Oh, it (laughs) definitely is, but it still sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It's still. Yeah. Like I am just because we have a little time for this, but I was explaining to our guest that, um, 
it's interesting for me as a middle-aged stripper to see younger strippers insult me when they disagree with something for some reason by calling me old that has started to happen. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, okay, first of all, middle-aged, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Um, but like either you're going to die young or like you'll get here too someday. So like, what is the problem? Ooh, yeah. You know, and is that scary? Like, it's all scary. Life is scary. Death is scary. Exactly. Anywho, I like your thoughts about um, not wasting time because the time that we have is all that we get and we don't know when it goes. Yeah. And something Joanna Angel said in uh, when she came on in uh, the Porn Maker episode earlier this season, she said something I really liked, which I still think about in the shower, so we're going to pass it on. Um she said she thinks about when she it's like driving a car like she's like I just got to keep my eyes on the road and my hands on the wheel mm. and don't let like bad drivers distract me just go around them something like that Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one yeah for people who drive cars you get that <laughs> <laughs> or if you're on a train it's like I'm gonna refill my metro card I'm gonna know what route I'm taking I'm gonna know where my <laughs> transfer stop is <laughs> there you go it's all gonna make sense <laughs> Stay focused. Uh, no, but that's true because you know what? We fucking create our reality. It's in our mind. Like, so if you're letting in the shit and staying focused on it, it's gonna, your, your reality is gonna suck a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are to be, to be happy, warmth and reframing. Yeah. And fun times. Yeah. Yeah. So listener question five, you've probably been asked this before. Is it ever strange? to you when a client just wants to be held oh oh my god no it's lovely Mm -hmm. and super Mm -hmm. common um Mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients that are there for the therapy more so which is it's great that I charge as much as I do because that shit is expensive you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then like I have a decent number of disabled clients who maybe don't have um, sexual function anymore, but they're still sexual beings. So we do a lot of Mm -hmm. like cuddling, intimacy, that type of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Not weird at all. Freaking lovely. Touch is so important. Intercourse is very vanilla (laughs) to me at this point. It's like, (laughs) like, no, real intimacy is not that. I've definitely had some very tender, intimate moments with strangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, it's kind of amazing sometimes. I, I think of them as little snapshot moments, you know, like, I don't know anything else about you and we go on our merry way, but like, mm-hmm. I will hold this interaction warmly in my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I so get you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take notes on all of my <laughs> sex work. You're probably too busy as a stripper to do that. But as a courtesan, yeah, I, I used to. You did. No, I used to have. I did. I had a little black notebook, yes, and yes. I left it. No. Oh my god. No. I left it in a shopping cart. No. I, I know at a Safeway, and I was like, someone found that. I mean, <laughs> some lucky didn't bastard. Have, oh, it didn't have like it didn't have last names, yeah, but obviously. it would be like Mike drinks tequila, yep. likes golf doesn't buy dances will tip on stage yes 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 <laughs> literally yes it's it. so important to do that because you have re- repeat people mm-hmm. and you want to know mm-hmm. yeah and it's like I want to remember if I could remember everybody that I wanted to that would be cool <sighs> but my brain doesn't work that yeah. way so yeah. like 
Don't be offended if I have notes on you and don't be weirded out too. It's just like, it's just an organizational tool for me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> right? Like everyone I have an appointment with uh, probably has notes on me too. So like dentist, therapist. Oh, good point. Yeah. Physical therapist, right? But I know it's what you creepy. mean. These snapshot moments are so beautiful and I, that's what I feel like I do with my writing, you know? I'm like, I get to write those snapshot moments into the whole story that they were into erotica mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish I could I'm glad you're making the plays uh I mean I'm glad you're making all of it because I feel like there's so much more I wish I could create as output because the content is there yeah you know like oh within like your your life story yeah <laughs> oh, yeah so much you know like have you ever been asked um like oh your life's so interesting you should be in a reality show <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I also Right. And it's yeah. like but if the cameras were there, like none of the shit ninety percent of the shit wouldn't go down. I so know. like <laughs> in our really. in our um sectors, yeah, no. Like no, you wouldn't be able no. to. That's why we have to do it the way I'm doing it. And you're yeah. doing it through your show, like Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. When we were talking about validation earlier, I try to think about what validation um, is the most important to me. And I really like being helpful. Mm -hmm. You're a giver. Yeah. 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 I guess so. You probably get off so, on that feeling of like the other person leveling up a bit. <laughs> oh, man. I just started laughing and staring at the ceiling because I'm like, ah shown a light on me oh no <laughs> it's my it's my I, I used so to be a podcast host too so <laughs> oops yeah oh that's funny what was your podcast is it basic around? witches oh you can still listen to it it's three years of episodes that are all witchy comedy um mm -hmm. different celebs and different like spiritual practitioners like exorcist demonologists that we talk to oh um, but yeah basic witches super fun okay people go look it up right now we're going to take our second break. Uh, find me and my behind the scenes goings on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. You can go to my website and find where I sell my porn and sext with me or just talk about the weather or whatever. Um, we can do, we can talk about a lot of stuff. All the rules as to what's not allowed is in the rules. Read the rules. Don't ask me to break the rules. And then Gigi, I'm going to send you that link. We'll be right back. With Kimono Swirl Natural Cleaning Gel, you can feel good about cleaning the toys and places that make you feel good. Formulated with natural and botanical ingredients like Camellia White Tea Extract and Arnica Montana Flower Extract, Swirl Natural Cleaning Gel gently and safely washes your body, intimate accessories and toys, menstrual cups, and more. Harness the power of nature for an effortless clean with Kimono Swirl Natural Cleaning Gel. Use promo code 20TalkSwirl2 on Amazon for 20% off from November 1st to November 30th. Welcome back to They Talk Sex podcast. This is the sex work and trauma healing episode. I'm here with our guest Gigi Savage, healing her Hungarian grandmother's legacy <laughs> creating <laughs> <Yes>. a new legacy <laughs> uh 
So did she, she was a nun and then did she until not she, be a nun? She was, until she was almost uh, 30. And then, oh, okay. so from like 16 to 30, she was a nun in Hungary. Then she immigrated to the United States um, oh, okay. and married my Hungarian grandfather. So they met on the, on the boat, on the way to the boat. Oh Very my classic. God. Yeah. Wow. They literally um, started a new life together. Yep. Yeah, in the they new met, country. Yep, they immigrated to different states in the U.S., so they had to just like write letters for a while. But then they very scandalously uh, got married and lived together. Uh, I think they lived together a little bit before getting married. That was the scandal, mm, and they wow, didn't really speak much do? English. And yeah, anyways, American dream, I guess. Yeah, yeah. of um, course you're going to live together before you're married when you like don't speak the native language. Yes, and you don't know anyone together. else. Yeah. yeah Okay. Well, we're here to actually do something a little different. I'm excited. This should be really fun. Gigi suggested she's going to, I'll actually let her explain it because she has yeah. her cards with her. Yeah. So this is the sexiest deck alive, which you can find um, on my site if you want to order a copy. And it is erotic oracle cards to turn you on and help you turn the corner. So I'm going to give you some ASMR shuffling. Mm. <laughs> Did that come through? Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yes. Okay. We already had one jumping card, so this might be a two-card poll. I'll read you both. Okay. Okay. Oh, and we got our second one. So I'm getting a reading in recording. Yes. Um, yes. And this will, I'm sure, apply to listeners whenever and wherever they're listening it because cards are so powerful like that. And wouldn't you know, these are apropos to our whole conversation we just had. We got the death and rebirth card. And then we got feel it to heal it. So, I mean, (laughs) like on a healing episode, what? Goosebumps. Um, So the death and rebirth card looks like this uh, feminine figure kind of like trying to burst through a steamy shower almost and like stuff is dripping. There's like sexy legs dripping down the card. Um, Mm -hmm. And it says it's about letting go of shame, fear and restricting yourself and like being born into your primal self. So like listening to your gut and being more free flowing. Mm -hmm. Um, I should read the opening of the card. They're kind of long, so I don't want to read the whole thing, but Death can be hot. It's the ultimate release, letting oh, go, surrendering. Un petit mm-hmm. mort. <laughs> the little mm-hmm. death is the orgasm. Um, okay, mm-hmm. apropos. And then feel it to heal it. Wow. It says, this is the card that jumped out of the deck for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I pulled it out. So this one says, if you have stuck trauma in the body to any degree, feeling it will help to release it. So presence your pain with the power of your own touch, meaning literally grab your heart or your chest, give yourself a hug or touch the very spot you've been hurt. Let your tears wash out the wounds. Too long didn't read? You need a good cry. Mm. This is a release card. Mm. So let it go, let it out. Um, And let yourself be reborn. If, If, you know... I guess if my story could help in any way, I'd want you to see that it's possible to completely reinvent yourself and your life at any point. You don't need the trauma to do that. My trauma helped me do that. But you could do that at any time, baby. Mm -hmm. I'm not even surprised that those are the cards either. (laughs) Right? 
out of everything, like, I do just want to say there's cards that are like, come hard, come loud. Like, they're, <laughs> like this is like, we got very tame apropos cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not so much uh, raunch. We got some deep feeling cards. Yeah. Yeah. Not that there's a mix. Yes. Yeah. It was funny. I was, um, I feel like once you've accepted like what you said earlier, like life is funny and she's the Mm. best writer. Mm. Once I accepted that, I just have such a better humor about things that don't make sense. Um, You know, I noticed the crows differently. I noticed the rats. There was a woman screaming about the spirits and this was where the spirits live while I was in pizza line the other night. And uh, I thought, well, she's fucking right. And <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. It was the day after I had recorded with a nice man called Joe Strucker, the uh, weird history episode. Mm. And we talked about how much of Old Town Portland was built on saloons and brothel work <gasps> and sex work. Oh, yeah. Right. And human trafficking and, and immigration and labor violations. And, and so the ghosts are very heavy down there. Ooh, um, I need to go to Portland. Yeah, it's a good little walking. And I work downtown. And so Mr. Joe Streckert said, you know, any building built before 1930 and used for commercial purposes probably had sex work operating out of their uh, upper floors yeah. at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. So so this woman's screaming about there's where the spirits live. And then I turn around and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get pizza. And I was like, yeah, me too. And uh, <laughs> a tourist was walking by and he says to his girlfriend, he's like, oh, he's, she says the spirits are out here. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, she's right. And he's like, oh, shit, she's not even surprised. (laughs) (laughs) You're so chill about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, welcome, dude. The spirits are thick down here, yeah. (laughs) Thick and juicy. (laughs) Yeah, perfect perfect time for a reading. Thank you. And people can find those cards on your website. Yeah, there's a few left in stock, and then there's a new version coming out. So same deck, but just 10 10 new cards um, and some updated art. So, yeah. You can get on the wait list for that, or you can buy the last few copies of the old one. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see the art. I'm going to look that up. Yes. So what kinds of feedback do you get? Who are your your fans, your followers? I know you said that you definitely listen to your inner circle and can like mm-hmm. post and ghost, but what kind of feedback makes it in? Yeah, there there is some feedback that gets through the, the moat with alligators um, <laughs> <laughs> into my inbox. And... Um, there's been a little trend. Uh, this is interesting. There's been like a niche trend of, I would say, 50 plus year old men who are very mad that they grew up Catholic. They oh, like God. to reach out and tell me about that oh, <laughs> because I mention it in my stories. You know, it's, it's my background. Um, mm. And they but what's been interesting is I've noticed a through line that they are still living in fear. These, these people writing to me. Whereas I would say I'm very much living a life in trust. Like I, mm. I no longer let the guilt and fear motivate my decision making. Um, very conscious about that. And then these men, they like to warn me that, uh, that the Catholic church is, you know, it's still so bad and things are still so bad. And I just, I uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to change it. <laughs> like yeah. you have to work within the system. Oh, and then I've had some... Um, I've gotten some feedback from like, un, I guess I want to say they're not necessarily uneducated, but they're like slightly more ignorant uh, mm-hmm. people saying like when I post about Playboy, because I'm also on the Playboy Centerfold app. It's similar to OnlyFans. Um, mm-hmm. 
they'll be like, don't you know that Playboy is responsible for this and this and these assaults? And, and I'm like, yes, and they're still a mainstream outlet for sex anything. So like, yeah. if we want to change the system, we have to work within it. Yeah. Or um, show me a different platform to use that's actually lucrative. And don't tell the sex yes. workers we need to build our own platforms. We are not all tech geniuses or else we'd be working in tech only. Yeah. And slash, I fucking did that. I used to run my own platform and Stripe during the witch hunts, you know, Stripe, the credit card processor shut me mm, down because yeah. it had sex in the title. So like, and it wasn't even sex work. It was, uh, it was writing. Um, oh, <laughs> it was writing and photos. It. it was like a blog, but <sighs> anyways, so I guess I answered the question with a rant because the other type of feedback I, I get in bigger numbers is very much people being uh, grateful that I help them get back to masturbating or like let them mm -hmm. know uh, they shouldn't be ashamed of whatever kink they have um, and that they're inspired by my cards and my writing. So that's that's the overwhelming majority of the feedback. Mm, okay. It sounds a little... Similar to mine, but not the, I didn't grow up Catholic. I post Jesus memes every Sunday on Instagram. Uh, so yes, yes, not, yes, not the right. same, not the same, right? Um, I just have so many friends and, and lovers that have religious trauma and I see yeah. it in my clients. So yeah, we've been doing this for years and I will get, I will get hate emails from people who grew up Christian or Catholic. Um, usually they identify themselves as Christian. Uh, um, yeah. And they're like very angry and like definitely want the worst things to come for me because I'm like mocking, you know, always, their beliefs with memes. Oh, totally. I, I have to always laugh when I get those type, like even at the brothel, um, you know, you can, you can send your courtesans gifts or flowers or, or mail. Usually I get nice gifts, but I have been one of the ladies that receives, um, like anti-fan mail from the religious groups. <laughs> oh my God, really? And it has the oh. religious pamphlet inside. And of course, they don't put a return address. Oh yeah. Of course. Maybe. Right. Um, but I, I have to laugh because I always just remember like, this is not a child. Like this was a grown adult who made the yeah. decision to stuff this envelope, write my name, write this address. And yeah. it just because like religion is as much make-believe as anything I, I I find that funny so like you know my my background and my future ground are all tv and film writing so I really look up to like women in in the film industry who are normalizing um empowered female roles like sexy empowered female characters Mindy Kaling does that well um in some of her shows like sex lives of college girls um and even never have i ever i think she does a good job and then um i just recently saw bottoms which is written by emma seligman and rachel sennett and uh, have you seen it yet no i haven't oh, i've seen it advertised good... is that okay. on hulu i don't think it's out anywhere yet because it's still in theaters um, oh okay oh i didn't know like, it was a theater it. movie yeah oh, okay yeah and it's um oh my god it's so fucking funny and it's so queer but not like hitting it over the head it kind of feels like we're finally getting movies for the you know queer bi etc community that are um mm. they're just they're just a movie you know what i mean it's not like yeah it's, it's yeah. Patronizing. yeah um oh. so all of and then like um elizabeth banks executive produces and directs some good stuff um 
Mm-hmm. And then um, Lana Del Rey, she she really like because she made up her persona and her name and everything um, when when she came out as LDR. Um, that has has always inspired me, and I want to say that was back in like 2015 or 16 when she started popping off, and I discovered her. LDR. Uh, Lana Del Rey. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because like I think her name was originally Lizzie Grant, and she yeah, she, like, that's right, right. Moved yeah. away and took a year to like invent herself and um and stuck to it, and I I feel like in creating Gigi Sauvage. Like mm, I really did the same. Yeah. And it was nice mm. to have examples of successful people who had already done that. Mm, oh, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense to me. Uh, you had mentioned you wanted to talk about the value of, well, I wanted to talk about the value of erotica for humans because you yeah. and I both know, right? Right. What are some of the benefits of erotica? Oh my gosh. Reading it. Reading uh, it or writing it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll lump them together because like, for me, both are so enjoyable. Um, (laughs) I think we get a freedom, a relief, um, an escape in reading it. So it can just be such a source of pleasure, which is so important to our health. Um, And I think it provides a lot of destigmatization because like with writing, we can, we can go further sometimes than we can in person or IRL. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, I mean, I just take it, I take it, listen, it's like so fun. I also take it very seriously, everything I'm putting out there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I know that, like, especially with my writing in Cosmo, millions of people have the opportunity to, to read it. So I make sure that I'm like talking about safety and I, and incorporating empowerment all throughout like every thread of my writing is about empowerment so I I hope that one of the benefits is people kind of absorb these ideas without even realizing it sometimes because they're just reading a sexy story but it's like sneaky sneaky I got you to see that men can be submissive or I got you to see you know that it it isn't weird to pause and talk about condoms um Mm -hmm. so yeah I hope uh I yeah I hope Mm -hmm like my readers and your listeners are getting that. Mm, oh, I'm sure they are. Uh, how do you feel about chat GPT? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about okay, that so, I'm not very familiar. So obviously, you know, we have all these new like um, language learning model AIs coming about. And as a writer, it's scary because. Right. We is, get replaced. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get replaced? And um, I was on this random like one day stand. <laughs> that I had recently. And the guy was like very much pro chat GPT. And I had, I had never actually like tried it yet. So he showed it to me and we tried it. And um, I was like, okay, let's just put in my worst fear. And we, we gave it the prompt, write erotica like Gigi Savage. Because hmm. it has enough examples it should be able to, you know, of my writing. Hmm. And yeah. it responded erotica is not a valuable function and i am designed to compute valuable functions Ooh, <laughs> how the tables have turned yes so i was i was relieved because i was like oh good it can't take my job yet yeah but then i was like motherfuckers here we go again with humans right. programming it so it's like the human bias comes through and the human um mm-hmm. uh sti- stigma and sex negativity yeah. yes and like prudishness um 
Mm. Because no, erotica is a valuable function, as we just described. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, people. So you might have. I don't know if you stated this specifically, but something that kept coming up when I started going through sex educator training was that specifically women were being studied, but people who read more erotica have more spontaneous sex. They have more sexually <gasps> like satisfying outcomes. Um, they're more I likely to that. communicate with their partners about what they want. Yes. Uh, okay. That right there. That's things. like, that changes so much. I think it mm-hmm. gives people permission, especially the true story, erotica. Because I have people ask me that all the time. Is this really a true story? And I <laughs> I don't even answer because it's it says it right there. Yes, they are all true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you're actually reading. Uh, yeah. But- <laughs> But like, okay, so good. So my true stories get to be an example that give people permission, maybe like, yes, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there's a bunch of of examples that are flashing through my mind. Like I remember the first time I read an erotica about a closeted like man in somewhere, Iowa, and he fucks himself with like a big corn kernel thing. Yes. You know, a cob. Yeah. And then another one about couple of queer women in a shoe store and one of them's like fucking the other one with heels which I'm like ooh, that could be ouchy but also in a hot way yes yes depending on what what end of it you use too yeah Yeah. oh that's like clean clean foot fetish heels okay yes yeah just yeah just wacky yeah wacky just also that's possible okay yeah it's like everything god this whole world is just so made up I just don't have time for the the shame or the judgment it's like it's like you guys you guys you guys we're all making this up (laughs) like Mm -hmm. birds aren't real no I'm just kidding (laughs) but but like go make up the story you want to live you know what I mean like god just do it I want everyone Mm -hmm. to like live out their safe consensual fantasies Mm -hmm. so I ask every guest this Do you have any sex tips for our audience? You just gave a load, though. (laughs) Ooh, a load. (laughs) A load. (laughs) That was on purpose. (laughs) You can't even help it. Yes. I I know. Yeah. It's like, I can, but in this space, I choose. You don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. I feel like I want to give the tip that changed my life the most, which was that once I learned to love myself, And as cheesy as that fucking sounds, but once I learned to love myself and I actually wanted to fuck myself, sex got Mm. so much better. So my advice is to do whatever it takes to get on your own team so that you believe you deserve that that thing you desire. Because I like that. Yeah. Until you get there, I think you're um, it's almost like you're not using the right tools to complete the job. I just really think self-love is like a basis for a good, healthy sex life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And things that helped me with that were therapy. I do therapy every single week and I do my homework in between. That means like the mental exercises of uh, getting that muscle in my brain that does love myself to be stronger and stronger. Um, And for me, it involved a lot of physical body work, like actually grabbing my belly grabbing the fat on my belly or the fat on my legs and like saying, I love you. I love you. Mm. Um, thank you for, yeah, yeah. Thank you for carrying me. Like my, my poor yes, bony dancer you. feet. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, some days I'm like, Oh, I don't like my feet. They're getting beat up from like the, the work heels. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, thank you feet for all you do for me. I'll try to take care of you. 
thank you for that reminder. That's such a good one. Yeah. Also, reminder, if you are into feet, then I need foot clients because it's been a while. (laughs) Yes. Get them. I I had a guy who wanted to sniff my fishnet toes last night at the club and like I was like oh my god yes like I just don't get foot fetish guys anymore I think it's because I don't wear open-toed heels I wear like big gothy boots yeah yes yes they probably look more you have to show them a little tease I know (laughs) what's going on under the hood peek under so they uh they know what's coming yeah yeah so they want I'm 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 blessing that for you Elle thank you all of those Attract the foot, foot piggies. People. Yes. Come on foot piggies. I, I love, piggies. I love, go, go to her. Um, go to me. I love my foot worshipers because, well, I love all my submissives of different genres. I just, I do love being dominant. Um, mm. But they just tend to be sweeties in my experience. They tend yeah. to be like really good worshipers. So it's in the name, but like they treat you as a real goddess. I said that, you know, I wrote that in a column years ago where I was like, of course, like everyone's different, but generally when I had foot guys, they tended to be shy. Yes. Know? Yes. And like, yes. not, not too much trouble. There's no, I'm thinking of one and a half that were kind of a pain, but anyway. that'll happen in any yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. This was the sex work and trauma healing episode. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you, Elle. Mm-hmm. I look forward to good things happening for both of us. Likewise. Likewise, everyone go to ggsavage.com. You can find me, lstanger.com, and then look in the episode notes so you can find her link tree and everywhere else to go. Until next time.